The Chargers preseason just began, but even after only one week, we are ready to declare these training camp battles over. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today, and to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, Daniel, we are going to get into some camp battles that at this point in the offseason are already done. They're already decided. Got Camp battles like Canine over Dayon Henley, Zant over Jasir Taylor, Dicker the kicker to running away with the kicker spot, and we're also going to finish things off with some camp battles that are still raging on. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things that are undecided still, but the one thing the first preseason game gives you is who is going to not be playing in that game. Yeah. So I think that told us a lot, including one of the battles I think we were very hopeful for early on because we wanted to see some change at the middle linebacker position, and that's Dayon Henley versus Kenneth Murray. We knew it was going to take a big effort from Dayon to come in as a rookie at that position. That's pretty tough to make the transition to the NFL at and be able to overtake someone who was a former first-round pick, but a guy who really struggled over his first three seasons David Kenneth Murray did not suit up for the Chargers first preseason game. And I think the other part of this year that makes it so definitive for this specific battle is that right now he still has two other guys to go through and Nick Neiman and Amen Ogbongwabiga. Both those guys had pretty good games in the first week of the preseason. Like this is one we were hopeful for, but it feels like at this point there's nobody catching Kenneth Murray and we better just kind of come to terms with it now. Yeah, definitely. I think we, we need to make sure that we come to grips with the fact that maybe this was never a battle uh, ever at any point to start out with. And and I think that was just us being very excited to get a young, athletic, freak linebacker. And we want to see him get on the field because we want to see those athletic gifts translate to the defense. And and it's easy to see, you know, what how Deion Henley's skill set can translate. But the way that Kenneth Murray has played in this training camp, he's been healthy. Uh, he's been talked about a lot. Seems like that battle is completely sewn up. It's done. Kenneth Murray is going to be watching the preseason in street clothes, and Deion Henley is going to be playing a lot of football. Yeah, and I don't know if he would have ever had a chance to start. I mean, I do think that saying he never had a chance, I think kind of puts a damper on what Kenneth Murray has been able to do because that's the one yeah. thing that we – we're not able to know beforehand, right? It's just Kenneth Murray being able to come out and have a really good camp. He did talk at the press conference on Monday and said that he attributes a lot of that just to being healthy because he dealt with so many injuries in so many training camps in his first three seasons, right? Came out of college injured and has had stuff all along the way, but like it wasn't enough to use that as an excuse, right? At some right. point you can play or you can't play. I think yeah. where it goes from here, David, and kind of how this impacts the macro for this team is just Will the coaching staff be willing to pull Kenneth Murray if things don't work out right away? Because we're not going to see him in the preseason, most likely. Can they make the right decision there, you know, in season, something they've been hesitant to do, kind of pulling guys in the middle of the season? 
we're not going to get to know that yet, but I think that's kind of where you go next because I do think there's people out there who are probably like, okay, well, I was hoping it wouldn't be Kenneth Murray, and, and a lot of people have a good reason to not want that. But the best-case scenario was always Kenneth Murray coming in and just looking so much better than he had before, and that was just a very, very hard thing to kind of guarantee or even be hopeful for when the yeah. Chargers enter this training camp. Another one, David, a kind of by default we found out who the winner of it was, was the star or slot corner position for the Chargers. And this one's a little interesting because, like, we haven't really got to see if Asante Samuel Jr. has fixed the issues in his game, right? But if you're going to the first preseason game, Asante Samuel Jr. did not play. And every starter who was healthy or every player that was healthy that didn't play in this game, we presume to be starters. Yeah, and so I think we need to start thinking of Asante Samuel Jr. in that same light. And and I think the, the coaches, they said that. I mean, they said, hey, Zant is a starter in this league. We view him as a starter. He is going to be heavily involved on the defensive side for us. I mean, whether – and I think it was just the uncertainty on who is going to play on the outside. I mean, I don't think it was really is Zant going to play is, is what role is Zant going to play. Is he going to be on the outside or is he going to be on the inside of the star position? But, you know, he's had a strong – training camp I mean more passes defense than anybody else in training camp according to Daniel Popper so he's been all over the place the ball production has been there and yeah I mean he was in street clothes watching the preseason and and this just seems like that the the Chargers understand and know that he's going to be a part of it he just didn't wasn't quite sure where he was going to be a part of it because of the JC Jackson of it all yeah that's a huge part and, and that is the only kind of I think caveat here is did the Chargers not play Asante Samuel Jr. Just because J.C. Jackson came back at the beginning of training camp, then sat out, you know, a week of training camp as well. So Daniel Popper said that he had a setback. I don't know if that was reported before his actual you know, latest practice report, but obviously it wasn't part of what their regimen was going to be for the ramp up process of getting him back out there. Something happened. I don't know. I, I mean, the thing is about this spot is like, it takes a certain level of physicality. It takes a certain level of aptitude in the running game, in the run defense game. And I just don't know if we've seen that from Asante Samuel Jr. yet. But as yeah, Daniel Popper fair. has charted, right, 16 pass breakups and four interceptions in training camp. Like, how do you keep this dude off the yeah, field at this point? Exactly. Every other guy that sat that was healthy is a starter. I think you have to kind of take this as, you know, hey, this is them winning that star position. We'll see who's out there, you know, week one. But it feels like yeah. at this point it has to be Asante Samuel Jr. The last one, David, feels like it's over, but it also doesn't feel like necessarily anyone won this position battle because it's Quentin Johnston versus Josh Palmer as opposed to over Josh Palmer. And Josh Palmer's hurt, which kind of complicates right. things a little bit here. Made tougher by the injury for sure. But it feels like at this point, no matter what happens for the rest of training camp, there's no way for Quentin Johnston to totally erase the role of Josh Palmer and make him only a reserve player and vice versa as well. No, I agree. I, I think that you just look at these guys and it's not really, you know, who's going to play over the other is what role is these guys going to assume on the football field? Uh, I mean, are they going to be put in those jump ball situations? Are they going to be asked to, you know, get those yards after the catch? I think that's pretty finely de defined here. I mean, sure. Quentin Johnson, that's what they brought him in to do, is the, the guy the, 
to be electrifying with the ball in his hands, to be able to get the yards after the catch, to be a, a big target, a difficult guy to bring down. And, and Josh Palmer, a guy who can do a little bit of everything, who is trying to remind everybody that uh, he can still get it done. I mean, he can do a lot of things at, at, a, at a good level. And, uh, you know, he's going to be there to compete. And I feel like he's definitely going to be utilized. He's had a really strong camp. He's made a lot of plays, feel like he's gotten more comf comfortable, a little bit more confident, see some of the swagger coming out in some of the videos with Josh Palmer as he celebrates some of the scores that he's been getting in training camp. But hopefully, you know, he's able to get back uh, healthy because he's a major part of this wide receiver depth. And you want to make sure that everybody is ready to go and, and full and firing on all cylinders as we head into the regular season. And there was a small development in Palmer coming back to practice. Daniel Popper said that he was out there in helmets and cleats didn't, you know, go into any of the individual drills or the team drills, but at least moving in the right direction, not something that he's just totally off the field for. So yes. I think that's good news. I think that Josh Palmer did enough to say, hey, like I earned a role in this offense and I'm going to continue to have a role yeah. in this offense. I think he did that with his strong camp, but also Quentin Johnston with the things he's shown, especially when your other speedsters, guys like Jalen Guyton and John Hightower, who we're going to talk about later, are both banged up. He yeah. is one of your only kind of speed options outside of Darius Davis, but obviously completely different body styles, right? And one has more of a, a durability question than the other does. But I think that Quentin Johnston has done enough in this camp to show that he is going to get snaps oh, yeah. in week one, right? Yeah. And, and what he does with that probably ends up defining more of what his role will actually be when the season gets going and also injuries because that's a big part of the process always. that can't be ignored you don't always see the camp battles really decisively come you know happen like they did this week though in one specific camp battle and that is the running back four position the chargers kept four running backs last year we knew elijah dotson would probably be fighting for that with larry roundtree well larry roundtree was released so it looks like that running back four spot is all elijah dotson's if they keep four running backs, so we're going to talk about how that position battle was over. And also, Dicker the kicker, are we ready to call it over Dustin Hopkins at this point? We're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Are you looking for a safe quarterback to take as a starter later on after you wait on the position? Then you can ride with the Seahawks' Geno Smith, who was the biggest surprise fantasy quarterback in 2022 after taking over for Russell Wilson. Smith took advantage of a great system under Shane Waldron and was a perfect fit with top wideouts DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Smith is back with Waldron, and now he has a rookie dynamo in, with Jackson Smith and Jigba too, and he's now an established solid option. And he doesn't play the Chargers. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories available for your vehicle, right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Whether it's air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. 
Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the right parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Chargers country, let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, David. Well, let's get into some more running back or training camp battles that are over. I just can't keep Elijah Dotson off my mind, apparently. But Makes sense. You don't often see a battle end with someone just straight getting released. And I don't want to take this as a shot at Larry Roundtree no. or anything like that. But it's hard to imagine that Larry Roundtree gets released on Monday if the Chargers don't feel pretty good about the other guys in that option. And considering that Tyler Hoosman, the other undrafted free agent running back, did not get a single snap in the first preseason game. The RB4 spot belongs to Elijah Dotson right now, David, after that impressive performance. Like, this is a camp battle that we have to call because there's only one guy in it now. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely over. It's, uh, it doesn't get any more definitive than that. Uh, and, you know, obviously you never want to see anybody lose their job, right, and lose their dream. But, uh, I mean, unfortunately, this is just part of the business of the NFL. And for Larry Roundtree, I think it's just he was a guy that we were just waiting to see him do something, something spectacular, so something that was, you know, just more than a, a couple of a yard run here or there. And unfortunately for him, that just did not materialize. And so hopefully, you know, he catches on with another team and, you know, maybe he gets into a scheme that, that fits more of, of his running style. But uh, as far as the the Chargers are concerned in this battle, Elijah Dotson put up a, a performance that you can't deny. I mean, he, he, it doesn't get much more productive th than that. I mean, six yeah. carries, not, you know, 92 yards, two touchdowns and both of them being 35 plus yards and just showing some some fantastic speed some breakaway speed some physicality i mean you can't really ask for more from a guy who is trying to make his mark and, and try to earn his role on the, on the 53 man roster and it's so eerily similar to the story of Austin Eckler, right? It just is. coming out and like nobody expects you to really make it. I think what he was number yeah, three. Small school from Colorado, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, he was number three at a time that running backs were not allowed to wear number three, right? It's yeah. like that, you know, random MLB pitcher that's wearing like number 86 in spring training. And yeah, you're like, okay, that, that guy's yeah. not making the squad, right? They're no. not giving him one of those big numbers, one of those big time no. numbers. That's what Austin Eckler was. And he was so good in the preseason and so good on special teams that he made himself undeniable. And that's yep. what we talk about all the time, right? Like, if you're a guy fighting for a roster spot, sometimes you have to make yourself undeniable or else there's just no chance for you. Like, yeah, hey, I don't necessarily need this guy, but, like, he's been so good that I can't give a chance to another team to go and pick this guy up. And that's what Elijah Dotson did in his first game. And if he can keep that going, it's hard for the Chargers to keep him off the roster. Roster construction is the next thing, right? The Chargers yeah. kept five running backs last year, including Xander Horvath at fullback and including Larry Roundtree. So they immediately waived Larry Roundtree and brought in Sony Michelle the next week. So him making the roster, you know, wasn't super important. But yeah, the Cowboys only kept three running backs and they only really used three running backs. The Chargers, yeah. I'm sure, feel good about their top three running backs after that first game. But obviously, Elijah Dotson outplayed, you know, the other two guys that were in that game. It's going to come down to just a numbers game, you know, and, and I think the other big part of it is just can he play special teams? Can he do what yeah. Austin Eckler did? Because if you're going to be that fourth running back spot and you're not going to be getting carries every game, you have to bring your value elsewhere. 
Well, and and let's move it up, right? Let's move up, move move him up against the the more staunch competition as well. I mean, earlier in the game, just, get him. Yeah, in exactly. Short. Earlier on in the football game, he was going up, you know, in the in the fourth quarter against a lot of guys that aren't going to make the team. So level of competition, you want to see that go up, and you want to see right. him be able to match that performance as you know he is given that opportunity. So that has to f- factor in into the, the equation here. But yeah, I mean Elijah Dotson did what you know he what his role uh, that he was given you know his opportunity he made the most of it. So hopefully you know the Chargers give him a chance to go in the football game a little bit earlier and and see if if he can continue to go out there and ball out. And the only hard thing is is some of these battles are still raging, including yeah. the one between Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly that we're right. Talk so about they got to get their the touches show. for sure. They got to get their touches too, but. The absence of Larry Roundtree is going to give the Chargers more of a look at him during training camp, right? Yeah. Because Larry Roundtree was getting some first-team reps. He was getting a ton of second-team reps. Now you would think those all go to Elijah Donson for the oh, most yeah. part so they can get as much of a look of him as they can. Let's talk about Cameron Dicker winning the kicker battle, David. You never want to see a battle end because of an injury, and it feels like, at least to some extent, that's what's happening over Dustin Hopkins. But like, I think that takes away from just dicker going out there and pretty much winning this job by getting all of the kicks and making such a high percentage of them yeah i mean according to the the notes he's hit over 88 percent of his kicks so far in training camp so i mean that's, that's what daniel he's popper I'm guessing. yeah you know yeah. yeah that's from daniel popper of the athletic you know just to be be clear there but and he's done done such a fantastic job charting yeah all eric smith put out some of those kicker stats as well but i mean at the practices i went to i saw him miss one right yeah. i mean he was perfect in the game and did what david loves to see kickers do he hit a 50 yarder in a game that's that's huge. right i love it i need to see it more uh just because we've seen so many times so many charger games and with a kicker unfortunately not being able to hit a 50 plus yarder and in the nfl you you have to have that i mean yeah you know having a guy that you just have confidence in to be able to roll out there and and i know he's gonna you know be able to make that kick that gives you some peace of mind and, and for for Dicker the kicker, that's all he's done. He's went out there and he's answered the call. He's, you know, hit game-winning shots. And, you know, hey, he can't, you know, control Dustin Hopkins not being able to go out there and kick. All he can do is do his job, which is to make field goals, to make extra points. And he has done that. So availability, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's one of the best abilities. If you're not there, you can't help the team. So Dicker the kicker being healthy, going out there, doing his job as a high, at a high level like he did last year, don't feel like that's going to change. It's hard to imagine Dustin Hopkins gets back and gets healthy enough to go out there and retake his job. And, and yeah, I think that's point. the hard part because I truly think the Chargers went into this training camp with the intention of giving Dustin Hopkins every chance to win the job that he lost last year when he was injured. Because the yeah. thing we can't forget is that it was Dustin Hopkins coming in in an overtime game against the Broncos and winning a game on one leg. Oh, right? yeah. Like, crazy and being a, a the best chargers kicker we've seen in such a long time and i don't yeah. want that to fall by the wayside it was nice i saw him back out practice you know when i was out there last week he was out there he was doing kind of kicking stuff off to the side so he probably will get back at some point but dicker's just been so good like dicker hasn't really left the opening right yeah, he hasn't exactly. left the, kind of the gap for dustin hopkins to wedge himself back into that race it feels like it's over to me and that yeah. you know some team is going to be very lucky to pick up Dustin Hopkins. Definitely. Let's be clear about that. I mean, Dustin Hopkins came in in a very tumultuous time in the history of Chargers kickers. Brought really some stability to the position. Yeah, yeah. Really stabilized that unit. And, you know, one of the key factors in the Chargers special teams getting you know, improving as much as we've seen it. Oh, so yeah. 
The other one we were going to talk about was Alohi Gilman versus JT Woods. This is a training camp battle we brought up at the beginning, right? This is a battle we were excited to watch, but really knew it was going to take a Herculean effort for JT Woods. Alohi Gilman sitting at the first preseason game tells you all you need to know about that battle. You know, JT Woods is going to get snaps. D, you know, Derwin James is going to be moving around, and, and J.T. Woods had a good game. So that's like the other part of it. But Alohi Gilman's that guy. With the depth the Chargers have at safety, they're not going to risk putting him out there. And hopefully we still see some more J.T. Woods kind of get these valuable, valuable preseason snaps because, hey, he's going to be an important part of this defense one way or the other, right? Yes. And if one of these guys gets hurt, he's the next guy on the field. But, David, these battles are as we see it right now, done, but it doesn't mean that they're all done. There's a lot of training camp battles that are still raging, led by the RB2 battle. Is that Maybe Elijah Dotson's, you know, as Charger fans think, is fighting for RB2. But the main two guys, Isaiah Spiller and Josh Kelly, how do you separate them at this point? They both had a good game. So we're going to talk about the training camp battle still going on right after this. All right, everydayers, thank you for checking out today's show. Make sure you guys are back here with us tomorrow, getting into all of the latest coming out of Chargers training camp. There will be a practice we'll be recapping and a lot of good commentary that's coming from the coaching staff and some of the players that we'll be getting into. And we'll also have a mailbag later on in the week because it's also joint practice week two. So we're going to be getting into the Chargers joint practices on Friday's show, it looks like right now, because the practices are on Thursday and Friday. Super excited about that. Always just think about Keenan Allen spearing that dude on the Rams and just giving the most perfect, you know, form tackle that I've seen. I feel like we, we need to harass game. Ross uh, of Locked on Saints uh, I know. this week. Yeah. Ross, yeah, he might big time. Ross is a big time dude now. But <laughs> thank you to the everydayers out there for always checking out. And we will be back with you guys as we always are every day this week with the latest coming out of Chargers Camp. If you guys want to hit us up and get your questions in early, you can do that in the YouTube comments. You can hit us up at Locked on LAC or call into the voicemail line at 323 Seven nine two four. I'm looking at you. It's here. Love to hear your voice as always. But let's talk about the training camp battles that are still going, David. And I think it starts with Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly. We touched on it a little bit yesterday, but this battle still feels like it's wide open, right? A lot of these were saying, hey, the preseason game number one was enough for it to solidify us in saying, hey, this battle is over. And then you have this with Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller where it's like, hey, both of these guys looked really good. Maybe there's certain semantics you can kind of take out about when they played, how much they played, things like that. But this one wide wide open and both guys are performing well i mean this is what you want man i mean this is really the you know the iron sharpening iron type of situation here both these guys really good going after it really trying yeah. to really stake their claim and, and try to take this spot and at this point in time both of these guys have been able to to make a statement that has not superseded the others so I mean, I think you, you like what you've seen out of Isaiah Spiller, you know, first and foremost, just because you didn't know what you were going to get out of him. You didn't, you know, you knew that yeah. he made some improvements. You knew he went back to the drawing board and, you know, he got his body right, got his mind right, and, you know, just matured a little bit over the offseason. And Josh Kelly just seems like he picked up where he left off. I mean, he was productive uh, all of last year. He's running the same way, running angry, showing good vision, and really showing some good bursts. So, I mean, the Chargers have a couple of guys right now, as we see it, that are going to be part of the plan, and we'll have to see if anyone's going to be able to separate themselves throughout either these joint practices or these last two preseason games. Yeah, I mean, when both guys average over five yards a carry in a game, it's hard to say either one of them did poorly. Exactly. The guy who averaged 5.4, you know, and Isaiah Spiller was the one that actually broke a 71-yard touchdown run that got called back. Yeah. Yes, I know it got called back. The hole was more open because, you know, a guy was holding. But still, like, seeing that breakaway speed, seeing that Isaiah Spiller has that home run ability 
was yeah. something that sticks out to me and I'm sure stood out to that coaching staff as well. Joshua Kelly looks really good too. These are good problems to have. I mean, you yeah. could say, hey, Josh Kelly was getting the first touches. Isaiah Spiller is the one that played deeper into the game. He was in at the beginning of the third quarter. Then they saw that, you know, breakaway touchdown that didn't count. And then all of a sudden he's off the field. Yeah. So I think that, man, I mean, it, it'd be too hard to honestly take a guess on who it's going to be at yeah, this point. Yeah, can't call it right now. I will say it's probably not going to be Elijah Dotson as much as everyone wants it to be. Yes, he looked really good. Him overtaking two other guys who looked good, but maybe not as good playing against probably a little better competition. I'm not going to get to give that to him yet, but hey, we'll see what happens. I still think that this one, though, is one that these guys probably should be getting more snaps the rest of training camp and preseason, and we'll see if if there can be any separation because right now, David, it's about as close as it gets. Let's talk about the wide receiver six battle, the one everyone's been talking about, right? Maybe it doesn't seem as important, but I think when you see how the Chargers wide receiving core was, you know, just destroyed by injuries in 2022, you realize how important these positions at the bottom of the wide receiver depth chart are. Yeah. Guys like, you know, DeAndre Carter played a huge role. Michael Bandy, undrafted free agent, tiny dude, getting snaps because of the injuries at wide receiver. This battle originally went to Jalen Guyton. (laughs) You know, he had it, and it was his to lose. But he could, hasn't been able to come back after rehabbing his ACL injury from 2022. Yeah. Then it was John Hightower. Unfortunately, he gets hurt and, and opens up the door a little bit more. David, I think the Chargers are going to keep six wide receivers on this team. But this is another one that feels like it's wide open now because of some injuries and guys coming back from them. Yeah, so obviously we haven't heard anything about Jalen Guyton or when he's going to come back. He's still Nothing. on the, the PUP list as of right now. Hopefully he's able to get back soon, but maybe he's uh, heading to start the season on the PUP list, which means he's going to have to miss the first couple of games of the season, first four games to be exact. But, I mean, yeah, John Hightower, unfortunately, not w- w- got hurt, wasn't able to play. He's been dealing with an injury for a couple of days now. And I think right now a name that you have to start seriously considering is Keelan Doss. I mean, Keelan Doss is, is a, a guy that the Chargers, they really like his body, st- body style. He was able to make a couple of, of catches. David uh, said he looks of, like a tight end. He's the, yeah, he's, he's huge, man. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a big boy, man. He definitely does not look like a typical wide receiver. God, I can't but, remember who that drafted guy was that you watched from Penn State. Parker Washington, maybe? Yeah, yeah, Parker like that, Washington. Yeah. Who kind of looked like a tight end, but like, you know, the, the thick body kind of guy. Oh, sure. yeah. Well, well, he he looked like he was like a running back as a wide receiver. Wow. I mean that yeah, that dude was was crazy. But yeah, I feel like Keelan Doss is making plays. He has, is a guy that has stood out in training camp as well. Um, so he's probably got the leg up right now. Um, hopefully everyone's able to get healthy and we can really see who the last the best person is to take that wide receiver six spot at least initially. Yeah, it'd be great if Jalen Guyon could come off the PUP list tomorrow, right? Yeah, that would be, be great. Right. If John Hightower could start participating in team drills tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there was a little bit of an update from Daniel Popper. He said that John Hightower was back at practice today, but only ended up going into the individual parts of practice. He didn't get in yeah. on the team drills, the seven on seven, the eleven on eleven, where you know offense versus defense. But he was back in some sense, and but that was like the only thing that could really slow him down. I mean, it felt yeah. like he had that wrapped up. Keelan Doss is a guy that isn't going to bring that extra speed element, but it keeps coming through. You know, had a couple of big catches in the preseason game. He's looked good during camp. He's been kind of flying under the radar, and he doesn't have, you know, he's not catching 50-yard bombs like we were seeing from John Hightower, obviously. But I think that, you know, if they're just fixed on keeping six, whether or not Jalen Guyton or John Hightower are ready to go, 
he's definitely a guy that would I think has probably separated himself from the rest of like the undrafted pack, you know, when yeah. there's other younger guys that are trying to, you know, go out there and play receiver for them right now. So a couple more battles that I think are still going on with kind of lesser known players at the bottom of the depth chart. I think it's the battle for tight end four if the Chargers are going to keep four tight ends, right? And that's probably between Hunter Camp, Moyer, and Stone Smart. And I yeah. think the defensive line battle is one that's still raging, David. Then there's a lot of guys at the bottom of that list. A lot of guys who had some good moments in the preseason who are going to be trying to fight it out for that final spot. Those two battles, those two positions feel like they're pretty wide open going into the second preseason game. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, a defensive line rotation with David Mola and Christopher Hinton and Gerard Clark all those guys, I felt like they stood out and they had some. Scott plays. Matlock's going to be a lot to make the roster, right? So right. That's yeah, why that's why I'm not. Really... Yeah, I'm not talking about Scott Matlock because, yeah, yeah that that's a guarantee. I mean, the, he's not he's not in jeopardy here. But these three guys, I feel like they're definitely firmly in the mix, and, and I feel like you know they, they can definitely sway it one way or the other if they are able to make some more splash plays. I think Gerard Clark is a guy I really enjoyed watching. It's just a, a mountain of a man, just a huge, huge guy taking on double teams, defeating double teams, and getting some pressure on the quarterback. So it's not often that you see a guy that size that's not just a run stuffer. I mean, he yeah. he, the, he, got, he brings a little bit as a pass rusher as well. So defensive line, rotation battle, still raging on. Going to be watching that one all preseason long. Yeah, I think for the defensive line, like nobody did so well that they left everyone else in the dust. But like even guys like Terrence Lang and CJ Okoye had good yeah, games. You know what I mean? They did. And then I think the sad thing at tight end is I think you were just hoping that maybe one of these guys at the bottom, Stone Smart, Hunter Cam Moyer, could just be Camp Darling and, and be yeah. going off and make you feel good about that, right? It's not like Trey McKitty's had the best camper, you know, is just turning heads up. Haven't right? heard much from him at all. He's just been right. quiet. But yeah. anything after Donald Parham has pretty much been radio silence. I mean, yeah. Dana Popper said that Stone Smart did have a big catch today at practice, but, like, it, it's very few and far between. Yeah, and yeah it's at here, this point, there. you wonder whether or not the Chargers will keep four tight ends because the Cowboys, obviously, different GM, different roster management. They only kept three, and they only really used three. So, I don't know. I don't know if that spot is up for grabs, but if it is, nobody has really latched onto it yet. But... That is going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow with the latest coming out of Chargers training camp practices and also any Chargers news that comes up. But until then, to make sure you don't miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. We also post the show every day to all of our social media, so you can find me on X at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer at DrotalkSD, as well as the show's page at LockdownLAC. You can also find us on Instagram at Lockdown Chargers and on our Lockdown Chargers Facebook page. But thank you guys so much. Everyone who joined us for the live show last night, everyone who's been here the entire offseason, football is back. We're excited to have you guys, and we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. But until then, take it easy, and go Bolts.